This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to episode 11 of That Six. I'm your host, Kyler Bills. Very grateful to have the opportunity to talk to all of you guys again. Um, it's been a little bit. Hope the uh, hope everybody had a very safe spring break, anybody who was over college. Um, and if you're currently on spring break, I hope that you are, are safe, continue to be safe, have a fun time, you know, but uh, that's besides the point. Maybe some people aren't even on spring break. Sometimes that's, that's how it is. Um, and just a little background for warning. Um, I did, in fact... Record this episode yesterday, um, had some problems with the audio and the podcast booth and whatever. And usually, you know, I mean, I sat in here for 50 minutes, I'm not going to lie to you. And it's, it's not a great feeling when the audio doesn't, you know, record. I know I've had some problems with that this year. But with that being said, I think, you know, in this situation with such a busy off season that it's been, it kind of helped out, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, you know, just from a standpoint that we were able to get some more free agency news and some of my hypotheticals from yesterday um, regarding Darius Slay, which we'll talk about a little later, will not come to fruition. And that's okay. You know, that's okay at the end of the day. Um, but since the details are out of the way, man, um, should I throw the word jubilation in here again? I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, since the details are out of the way, it gives me great jubilation to say, let's jump into episode 11 of that six. Um, first and foremost, let me get the, uh, the breaking news and the elephant in the room out of the room, uh, out of the way. Um, so obviously Carolina on March, it would have been 11th or 10th, something like that. Um, last weekend, I believe it was Friday. Uh, I could be wrong there. It doesn't really matter on the date, but they did. Carolina traded with the Chicago Bears um, up to the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, the compensation, including uh, the ninth overall ninth overall pick this year, um, a first rounder next year in the 2024 draft, a second rounder pick number 61 that the Carolina Panthers gave up for Christian McCaffrey and a 2025, I believe, second-round pick. So Carolina still gets their second-round pick this year, pick number 39, which was their legitimate pick. And, <clears throat> you know, the Bears get the Bears get a good bit of compensation. And, you know, not just past the draft picks, but obviously, you know, probably the biggest, the biggest departure, you know, in this trade because picks can always turn out to be whatever picks are turning out to be. You know, there's no, there's no clear cut on – what these picks are going to be until they happen. I mean, you look at the Raiders in, I believe, 2019, something like that, who who had three first-round picks. And, you know, I mean, three first-round picks and a lot of drafts can really turn that around. You know, it's hard to hard to miss on all three, and the Raiders found a way to do it. So um, the picks are always, you know, here or there until, until that pick is made and they really get a chance to settle in with their new team. But obviously – one of the biggest elements of the trade was DJ Moore, the wide receiver out of Maryland in his fourth year, going into his fifth year uh, in Carolina and going to Chicago now. And, you know, I'll start by saying this. Um, I want to thank DJ Moore for his time in Carolina. Obviously, I'm a huge Carolina Panthers fan um, and whatnot, but 
ever since DJ came into the league, I will I will be the first one to admit that I was I was a little you know hesitant when he first came into the league. I I was a big Calvin Ridley fan coming out of Alabama, and with the way Alabama had been produ- producing wide receivers and the way they still do produce wide receivers, I was I was leaning towards Calvin Ridley more than DJ Moore and. I think it's safe to say, which granted we had Calvin Ridley's, you know, gambling, you know, suspension this past year, but I do believe that, that DJ Moore has had a better professional career and DJ Moore has been a baller in Carolina. I mean, you look at the way that the DJ's constantly produced with guys like Cam Newton on his back end, you know, and he really didn't even have a shoulder anymore. And then you look at guys like Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke. I mean, there's a lot of guys in there. And I don't know if I mentioned Darnold, but I'll throw him in twice. Um, there's a lot of guys in there who who aren't the best quarterback for a young wide receiver to succeed. And DJ, man, I could always, I, I would always remember this. I mean, if you go through and and just take it, take a second out of your day and look up DJ Moore rookie highlights. It, it takes more than one person to get this down. There was not a single play where he went down on first contact, and that really stood with DJ throughout his career. You know, and, and as he progressed, he. You really saw the route running, running develop, and you really saw his hands develop, and he was going up there and snagging some contested catches, and and really just being an all around you know great wide receiver f- for Carolina. As of right now, I would, you know, it's hard. I think he's third all time in Carolina for receiving yards, but I would put him at, at, at second for all time best Carolina Panthers receivers. Obviously behind the great Steve Smith Sr. And I would put him ahead of Musin Muhammad, and and maybe that's a little disrespectful and recency bias because I didn't get to see Musin really play. But but DJ was special, and I think that there's no doubt if DJ, you know, played his whole career in Carolina, and, and may God de- bring DJ back to us somehow. Um, obviously, the extension is going to go on Chicago's, you know, contract now, so they're going to have him on contract for about three, 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 I think, four more years. Um, but I think DJ is going to be great in Chicago, and I'm a habitual hater. I've mentioned this multiple times, especially for the local teams. We've got a lot of local fans around here, uh, teams of like Detroit and Indy and uh, Chicago, you know, obviously being in like the northern Indiana part, not too far from Illinois, not too far from from Michigan. I mean, 10 minutes from Michigan, a little farther from Indy, but obviously we're in, we're in Indiana, so a lot of Colts fans are going to be here. And so I like to hate on these local teams, you know? I like to uh, to defend my teams and, and hate on those teams, but I'm going to try and keep that bias aside. I think that the Chicago Bears, as of right now, they win the trade. You know, I think there's no doubting that. Do I think that Carolina got fleeced? I don't necessarily think so. From the standpoint of you know, yes, we don't know who the picks are gonna are gonna turn out to be, and it's only one pick. You know, but if if whoever it is, if it's Anthony Richardson, if it's C.J. Stroud, if it's Bryce Young, if they turn out to have a better career, you know what I'm saying, than than Justin Fields, and they can really lead us to maybe some division titles, playoff berths. You know, it's it's hard to say that Carolina got fleeced. So. As of right now, you know, the Bears win that trade. And it all depends on what Justin Fields and DJ Moore can do. And now it's and now Justin Fields has no excuses. You know, if Justin Fields can't produce like the player that they, so many people think he is, and, and me personally, I'm not a huge Justin Fields fan, but I do believe that he's the most talented and best quarterback that DJ Moore has played with in his in his tenure in the NFL. Can you even call it the tenure if they haven't played for 10 years? I'm not too sure, man. I'm not a doctor. Um, but I do think that, that Chicago probably won this trade, you know, and regardless of what it is, unless those draft picks are huge busts, and even if they are, you still get DJ Moore, and if DJ Moore just plays like DJ Moore is capable of, then then the Bears are probably going to win this trade, 
You know, they they gave up a pick that they couldn't really justify keeping, and they're gonna they're gonna they went and turned it into a, a wide receiver one for Justin Fields, and they turned it into, you know, what, what's gonna be some you know uh, one more year of a first round pick and, and two more. They, they essentially turned the number one overall pick into five guys. You know, two first rounders, two second rounders, and DJ Moore. So anytime you do that, something like that, it's hard to you know, look past it and hard to say that they didn't win a trade. So I do believe, you know, that Chicago won this trade. But with that being said, you know, it's it's interesting and there's a lot to see in the future of how it plays out. So now I'm going to talk about Carolina and what this trade really means for Carolina in my eyes. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk about free agency and then give my mock draft 2.0 in this episode. Um, but it's interesting, man. I mean, I have no clue who Carolina likes at number one. You know, I do think, and and like, so I've said this multiple times. I think if somebody held a, you know, if somebody said, look, Kyler, the fate of the universe is on the line. You have to predict who the Carolina Panthers are going to draft at number one. I would, you know, if this is a DraftKings line and I don't bet I'm an NCAA athlete, I'm I'm trying to sound cool by doing this. If if this was a DraftKings line, I would say, look, I'm going to sell my house and sell all of my belongings, which isn't much, and I'm going to take every single penny of that and put it on C.J. Stroud. I think that's who, who Carolina is going to take it at number one. Um, and and it's, it's still interesting, you know, because you play all these trade-back scenarios, which at first I was like, why would Carolina trade down? But, you know, reports have came out that, you know, if Carolina likes multiple guys, then they could trade down, you know, to, to two, three. I don't really see three, but to two or four maybe. Um and pick their guy of the future if, if they like multiple guys. And, and you have to think if they're going down to four, they're going to get Anthony Richardson. You'd like to think that if they're staying at one or two, that they're going to get um, C.J. Stroud. And that's at least my viewpoint on it. It's it's interesting, and I know you guys are probably questioning yourself, like I haven't heard Bryce Young's name mentioned. True. This is true. Um, man, it's weird. I think that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class. You know, at least at least the highest floor of a quarterback in this class. And I don't know if he has the highest ceiling, and he, he very well might. I, I do think that Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling, but I think that Bryce Young has the highest floor. He's the most pro-ready quarterback. He's going to step into day one to, I honestly believe he's going to go to Houston. He's going to step in day one to Houston, and I feel like he's, he's not going to have as many growing pains as the other guys. Um, I'm not too worried about his size. I mean, if you look at the the undersized quarterbacks in the past, it really hasn't, you know, affected them in, in a crazy manner is what I'll say. You look at guys like Russell Wilson, you get look at guys like Drew Brees who are a little undersized, Kyler Murray who's undersized, and they can still come out here and produce at a professional level. So it's not something that I'm like, super worried about when it comes to Bryce Young, but I don't believe that Carolina really views him as QB one in the draft. And it's interesting why I say that. And I don't have any logical or analytical sense to back my, my reasoning up for that. Besides the fact that Bryce Young didn't work out at the combine. And I, I understand he took his measurements. He was five ten and a half, I believe in, in 204 pounds. Um, but he didn't throw. So if you get those measurements out, which is which is everybody's main concern with you, why aren't you throwing? And I understand, I'm sure he'll throw at his pro day, and I'm pretty sure, like I'm almost you know 99% sure that he's going to throw at his pro day, but why not throw at the combine? I mean, Carolina traded for this pick so early in the draft process that it leads me to believe that they have liking 
of their guy based off the combine. And maybe it was it was for compensation reasons. Maybe they did it because, you know, the asking price is lower as, you know, teams have less or more time to be greedy. You know what I'm saying? And, and have that deal get done. But I do believe, you know, due to the time of the trade happening and due to the, some of the reports I've heard and, and I'll touch on this later or touch on this after this, but I do believe that the pick is going to come down to CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson. And I want to preface this by saying I am a Florida Gators fan. Cross my heart, hope to die. I'll address this right now. I'm not a bandwagon. My teams are all over the place. All college, it's Florida. NBA, it's the Clippers. NFL, it's the Carolina Panthers. Baseball, it's the Padres because I work for them. Um, And then I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Um, obviously wrestling, trying wrestling, uh, go thunder. <laughs> um, I think I, I think I actually touched on all of them that I really follow, but all my teams suck. And I've been with these teams for the last, you know, 10 years of my life that I've really, you know, got into sports 10, I think 10, age 10 sounds fair for that. I wasn't super into it, but I was still, you know, gradually getting more into, in, into professional sports and college sports. Um, so my teams are all over the place, but I'm not a bandwagon, but I'm a Florida Gators fan you know, at heart. And I've been able to watch Anthony Richardson over the last two years. And I've really liked Anthony Richardson. And obviously being a Gators fan, I'm going to be a little more biased for him. I'm going to be the one Carolina Panthers fan on earth who's not upset, you know, if Carolina decides to take Anthony Richardson number one. And I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I don't think that Carolina loves him. You know, all the reports were before the trade that they're not invested in him and they don't see, you know, him being worth a high overall pick. And now all these reports are coming out. I think it was first, what, Frank Reich loves C.J. Stroud and David Tepper loves Bryce Young. Before that, it was David Tepper loves Will Levis and he came into the season with his eyes set on him. Now it's Frank Frank Reich loves Anthony Richardson and he loves C.J. Stroud. And that follows the template of, um, and maybe they're, and this is what I think they're doing. I think they're just setting smoke screens because all the reports beforehand said if they would, if they loved multiple prospects, that they'd be willing to trade down. And maybe they're doing that to entice the Colts to jump a division rival. Maybe they're doing it to entice Houston to jump a division. Or I mean, they're already ahead of the division rival. But if they believe that the Colts could be trading up to number one, then they're going to want to trade up to number one and get Bryce Young or get C.J. Stroud and get their guy. I don't see Houston taking C.J. Stroud for some reason. I think. You know, their sights are set on Bryce Young because they've been in position to take Bryce Young this whole draft process. And they've had their position to, you know, before any trades were finalized, to get their guy and have their pick of their guy. So I do think that Houston's going to take Bryce Young, and I think that Bryce Young is probably the most pro-ready quarterback. And I think that the Texans, out of the Colts, Panthers, and um, Texans, have the most, you know, team that if they get their guy, could probably win now. And I'm taking Indy out of the equation, and I do think that Houston is better than Indy. Um I just think that that Houston's primarily going to target Bryce Young in that sense. Um, You know, Anthony Richardson, I do believe, is going to go number four to to Indy. And this is all like, I'm not going to bank on a trade. You know, when I did my mock draft 1.0, I did say, you know, I'm not going to put any trades in here because it's all all speculation and hypotheticals. And granted, all of it is speculation and hypotheticals. But I would rather play it more safe and say, hmm, you know, I'm not going to force a trade that's not going to happen because I'm not an NFL GM. If I, I'm going to play it as if I was the GM, and I don't know how compensation works. You know, every view, every team views compensation differently. Um, 
it's 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 interesting about that, but I'm not gonna sit there and be like, look, I think Carolina's gonna trade up to number three and number one, and that's what I didn't do in the first overall mock draft that I did. So I think I'm gonna stick with that pace. You know, I think Anthony Richardson's gonna go number four to Indianapolis. I think Will Levis is gonna go number seven or eight to either um, Las Vegas or Atlanta, and I think Bryce Young is gonna go number two to Houston, and I think C.J. Stroud is gonna go number one to Carolina. And I want to preface that by saying I would pick C.J. Stroud number one if I picked an, if I had the number one overall pick in the draft. I think his accuracy, his size, everything about him, and he can still get mobile. Everything about him speaks to me like a, like a, like a hell of an NFL quarterback. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, but with that being said, whether it be a trade back scenario or a number one overall pick scenario, due to my allegiance to the Florida Gators, I would not be upset if they took Anthony Richardson. I do think Richardson has the highest ceiling and that's unbiased. I think Richardson has the best tools I watched all of Richardson's games for the last two years. I don't. I think it gets disrespected a lot. He has an absolute cannon of an arm. He has. He has the strongest arm out of any of the guys in the in the draft here. And I just think that I mean, with his mobility, I'm a little more scared to get Richardson than Stroud because obviously we see how how mobile quarterbacks can't stay healthy. You know, in the in the league right now. Um, and, and really ever. I mean, you look at guys like Mike Vick, you look at guys like Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson starting to battle injuries. They've just battled injuries throughout their whole careers. Uh, obviously, Mike Vick, you know, battling a little bit of hardships, um, you know, past the injuries. But it does scare me a little more. And obviously, Richardson is a project. You know, Carolina bringing in Andy, Dal- Andy Dalton on a two-year, $14 million deal could say something to me. I don't know how much it says to me. I'm in, I'm in a lot of Panthers, you know, communities on Twitter, Instagram. Um, do I... I said it like this, and it's I say it in a joking manner, but I don't know how much truth it, or there is to it. So as of yesterday, or as of free agency beginning, the only Carolina Panthers quarterbacks on um, contract were P.J. Walker, I believe, and I don't even know if P.J. was on contract. Uh, there was P.J. Walker, and then there was Matt Corral. So there is no like super veteran um, mentor process, you know, uh, presence there. I'm sorry. Um, and obviously that changes with Andy Dalton coming to Carolina. Um, I said it as a joke, but you know what J Cole said, all good jokes contain true stuff, you know? (laughs) And, um, I said, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud don't need Andy Dalton, but you know who does? Anthony Richardson. Now, (laughs) I don't know how much truth there is to that. I really don't. There's probably no truth to that. Um, but it's something to look out for, you know, and I, I don't think it's as realistic as what everybody says. Like, you know, a lot of people are saying that this pick is down to to Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. There's just – and with it happening so early in the draft draft process, it's going to absolutely kill me when it comes to hypothesizing. But I still, in, the in like, the true depths of my heart, you know, I'm like – 95% sure this pick is going to be CJ Stroud. It's just that last little 5% that gives me a little hope. Um, but I do think that it's a possibility. Um, and that's obviously without the trade downs. And I think if, obviously, if Carolina goes down to four, they're going to take Anthony Richardson, assuming that Indy wouldn't take him number one if they jumped Carolina, assuming that Houston wouldn't take him number one. So let's say Indy does jump him. I think Indy takes Stroud or Young. I think Houston takes Shrouder Young. I think Arizona goes, you know, Will Anderson, in my views. 
Um, and then I think the Carolina would go Anthony Richardson at four. And I'm not opposed to that. Look, this is my thing, man. I, I want Carolina to trade down to two, three, or four in this in this scenario. And I'm going to run through each of them real quick. So if, if Carolina traded down to two, right, they could, pick, they could get a pick number two, pick number 12. They could go C.J. Stroud because, again, I'm really sold on Bryce Young going to Houston. And then they could get Jackson Smith and Jigba hoping that he falls to number 12, which does he. I don't have him falling to 12 in my mock draft. But he very easily could. I'm not a, I'm not Mel Kuyper or Daniel Jeremiah or Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, who does, you know, is super you know knowledgeable about all these teams are going to do and who they really like in their draft process outside of like Carolina. That's the only teams I really know about um, as far as the draft process, that is. But, you know, if Carolina and I know what everybody's going to say, and I don't think it's true. I think it's it's like a what point nine 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 percent probability that it would ever happen but let's just say carolina trades down to number three with arizona and I, I know you're sitting there scratching your head you're like why would arizona trade down to number three you know they got they can get their guy at number three regardless and it's for a process or it's for an idea of i don't know how much compensation they'd have to throw in but if they wanted to dump off deandre hopkins i know i know i would love dehopping carolina so I think maybe who's to say that they couldn't trade down to number three, pick up D Hop, maybe pick up a pick. Carolina could throw in a pick in there, um, and, and get in that number three pick. And then if you know if, if Carolina went down to number three, they would probably still take Smith and Jigba, um, or not Smith and Jigba, take Stroud, uh, whatever pick compensation that works out. Maybe a second, maybe a couple seconds, um, maybe another first next year. Again, doesn't make sense for Arizona to give that up, but if they wanted to dump off DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and then Carolina would probably pick Stroud at three because, again, I'm going to reiterate it again. I believe that Bryce Young will be the quarterback of the Houston Texans. And pick, that, that, that trade down to three pick is not something that I see happening. But, you know, we'll throw it out there just because just why not, you know. Um, and then, obviously, the trade down to number four, um, you're going to get the most compensation. You're going to get pick number four. You're going to get probably a first rounder next year, maybe a second rounder next year, an extra second rounder this year. And then, which would be really, really nice. Cause this is a deep, you know, this is a deep first two rounds of football. There's no doubt about that. And, um, you're going to get that pick number four, which if Carolina trades down to number four, assuming that Indy isn't absolutely in love with Anthony Richardson, they're going to take Anthony Richardson. I, I would pray to God that we don't trade down to four and they would pick Will Levis. Um, that's that's probably who the biggest loser of this trade is, is Will Levis. Um, maybe. You know, I don't I don't know if I saw Will Levis going in the top five in this draft anyways. Um, I, I've, I've stuck with Will Levis at eight or nine, you know, to Oakland or I keep saying Oakland, man. Until I usually do this thing where I'm like, until Oakland or Las Vegas proves that they're Las Vegas, I'm gonna keep calling them Oakland. But at the end, at the end of the day, I just forget. <laughs> I just it's it's a habit to call them the Oakland Raiders. Um, but I, I I saw Will Levis going eight to Las Vegas or nine to Atlanta, anyways, and I don't think that this trade really, you know, affects that that prediction too much. Um, so as of right now, you know, I think. My, my my most likely pr- proposal would be C.J. Stroud at number one. No trades, nothing like that. C.J. Stroud at number one. Um, my second would be, or the second that I want, the first that I want, second most likely, would be probably a trade down with Houston at number two. Grab C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba with getting the 12th overall pick from Houston. And then number three would be, you know, the Houston trade with D-Hop or the Indy, Indy trade. Going down to four, probably going to grab Richardson and pick up some picks, stuff like that. Not not something I'm opposed to at all. 
Um, and I'm probably the only guy who feels like that because a lot of Panthers fans want C.J. Stroud. And I don't blame him. I want C.J. Stroud too, but it's just the fact that there's a Florida quarterback in there that kind of sways me away just because I'm such a big Florida fan. Um, but, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of time to hypothesize about this. There's a lot of stuff and variables that we don't know anything about. Um, so I think it's interesting, and it's going to be a crazy offseason, man. Um there's a whole lot of time to get some deals done. There's a whole lot of time to Carolina to go to their pro days and evaluate their guys. Um, I think that they liked – see, it's interesting. Carolina wouldn't trade up to number one if they didn't have a guy in mind, unless they wanted to jump ahead and get some leverage. Um, Scott Federer has a, had a really good offseason so far, so I'm not going to sit here and doubt him, although he's traded away two of my three favorite players in the NFL um, with Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. But – I do think, you know, in, in, in Fiddy we trust is what we like to say in the Carolina Panthers community. So with that being said, we're about like 23 minutes into rambling about the Carolina Panthers and their draft position and who I think Carolina is going to take. So I'm going to stop talking about them. And now we're going to talk about a little bit of free agency work. So we're about, about a week into legal tampering, maybe four or five days, something like that. Um, there's been a lot of news, man. Um, first off, I want to talk about this trades because trades are something that, you know, I, I kind of forget about sometimes. I actually covered the trades yesterday beforehand, um, but it's whatever. So the, what, the third overall, I don't know if it was compensatory or not, but the third overall pick that the Giants got for trading Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, um, the Giants flipped that into tight end Darren Waller out of Las Vegas, which Las Vegas is absolutely struggling right now. Josh Jacobs and Darren or Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams are obviously very upset. Um, and then with the new free a- free agent acquisition that, that we're going to talk about a little bit later at the quarterback position, I don't think too many Vegas fans are, are too thrilled about that. Um, is what I'll say there. So um, obviously. You know, Darren Waller, a great tight end going from Las Vegas to New York. He's definitely going to help that team out. New York, it was a position of need. I saw, you know, New York maybe taking a, uh, a tight end at a pick number. What what pick do they have? What pick do they have? Now, pick number 25. Yeah, yeah. So I saw, I saw New York possibly taking a tight end there, and now they get their tight end off the board now. So that definitely helps. It also free up, frees up the, uh, the tight end position in the draft, which is good. Um, I guess not really because I don't know if Carolina is going to take a guy anymore. Um, so I'm going to run through, you know, just, just some, some top free agents. I think I did top 50 yesterday, um, and just run through some notable names. So Lamar Jackson was franchise tag, but the non-exclusive franchise tag for $32.4 million per year or this year, this next year. Um, but he has the option to sign with other teams, but that team will have to trade two first round picks for Lamar Jackson and then extend him uh, a guy that I was looking at Carolina to target. You know, it was it was not a bad move, I thought, for any team to target. I mean, he's a unanimous MVP. Lamar Jackson's a fantastic quarterback. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that supposedly don't have interest in him anymore. I think those teams were like Washington, um, maybe New York, Washington, New York, even though we obviously know who New York's looking to target. Um, speaking of, um, the Aaron Rodgers trade that is essentially done, you know, and written in stone. <clears throat> Um, his, his, his hit a little bit of, you know, it might not, it'll, it might be a little bit before this deal is done. Um, Aaron Rodgers has essentially committed to playing for the jets. Once this deal gets done, they're just working out the compensation. Green Bay wants at least one first rounder for new, for, for Rodgers. I think initially they wanted two, but the report yesterday on Pat McAfee show, um, shout out to Matt Stillman. Um, he, he said that, uh, 
you know, they're, they're looking at one pick now. Um, so that's interesting. And then Stefan Gilmore going from Indy to Dallas for a compensatory fifth round pick. Another trade I'm going to talk about that was earlier in the year was the Christian McCaffrey trade in which I think they gave up a second rounder, two third rounders, maybe two fourth rounders and a fifth rounder. And I think it's interesting that San Francisco essentially got all of those picks back in compensatory picks. So they essentially gave up a second round pick that was sent already to Chicago for Christian McCaffrey and Carolina got nothing out of it, literally nothing. And man, it hurts. It hurts. Um, and I'm going to talk about the whole running back discussion a little later. Um, the dialogue does change a good bit from yesterday. I'm going to talk about my team because man, it's interesting. Um, I had specific ones at the running back position and those ones have been filled and they're not over. There's some rumbling, but um, yeah, it's not something that I necessarily see happening, but those are some of the major trades that have really happened. There might be some, some lower tier trades that I'm missing. Um, and I'll try to remember those for the, for, for the coming future. I'm even in this episode, if I can get something to jog my memory. Um, obviously Derek Carr, uh, signing from Las Vegas to new Orleans on a four year, $150 million deal. Javon Hargrave, who I did not really see leaving Philly, um, going from Philly to San Francisco on a four year, $84 million deal. Darren Payne staying in Washington on a four-year, $90 million deal. Saquon Barkley franchise tagged for one-year, $10.1 million deal. Marcus Davenport going from New Orleans to Minnesota on a one-year, $13 million deal. Orlando Brown, and this was a signing that I did not have reported yesterday, um, going from Kansas City to Cincinnati. Cincinnati getting some help opposite of... Oh my gosh, I'm, they're gonna try and they're gonna try and make me forget dude's name. He played in uh, he played in Dallas. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm sorry, and I might go a little quiet here, um, but I'm not forgetting this dude's name. I know it starts with an L. I know it starts with an L. Um, wow, it's really not gonna pull up on the first one. That's crazy. That's crazy. Lael Collins. I told you, Lael Collins. Opposite of Lael Collins over there in Cincinnati to help try to protect Joe Shiesty. Um, Jawan Taylor going from Jacksonville to Kansas City. Kansas City getting their tackle there. Daniel Jones, who's their Daniel Jones agent, man. He deserves <laughs> he deserves about 50% of that contract, man, because he's working wonders for Daniel Jones on a four-year, $160 million deal. Are you serious right now? Well, what that speed kid, what that speed kid say? Are you serious right now, bro? I'm sorry, I'm cringy. Um, but yeah, I don't think he deserves one four years, 160 million dollars. I just don't. I'm sorry. Uh, Jason Kelsey staying in Philadelphia for one more year, at least on a 14.25 million dollar deal. Josh Jacobs getting the franchise tag from Las Vegas, who he's probably regretting. Which I don't think you can get out of the franchise tag. I think Carolina lifted it on Josh Norman that year. It happened. Jamel Dean staying in Tampa Bay on a four-year, $52 million deal. James Bradbury returning to Philly on a three-year, $38 million deal. And I'll talk about it right now since we're talking about Philadelphia Eagle defensive backs. Darius Slay, it was reported that he would be released primarily to, to, to salary cap reasons, um, is now working with, with Philadelphia to come back. And I think that that deal is going to get done. Um, I don't know if he was ever officially officially released, so we'll figure out how all that shakes out. Um, Tremaine Edmonds going from Buffalo to Chicago on a four-year, $72 million deal. 
um, could reunite with his brother, which we'll talk about a little later. Mike McGlinchey, 28, offensive tackle for San Francisco, going to Denver on a five-year, $87.5 million deal. I might think that that's a little bit of an overpay, you know, for Mike McGlinchey, but hey, man, you got to protect Rush. Uh, let Rush cook, man, is what is what the kids like to say in the street. Jordan Poyer, um, the husband of my wife, Rachel Bush, um, staying in Buffalo on a two-year deal that is the compensation has yet to be announced. Um, Jesse Bates, 260 alumni who I actually wanted Carolina to target, on a, is going to Atlanta on a four-year $64 million deal. Chancey Gardner-Johnson has yet to sign where he's going to play football at next year. Could be coming back to Philadelphia. It doesn't make sense in my mock draft if they keep Chancey, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, um, another Florida Gator who I, I, I'm pretty fond of. Uh, if Carolina didn't sign their guy, I would. And, and if they still want to go after him, they can still go after him. Um, a guy I'm, I'm very fond of. I actually wanted Carolina to take him, uh, fourth, fifth round guy. Um, he's, he's proved to be pretty good, you know, in the, in the professional football league, the national football league, professional football. I don't know why I said professional football league. Um, Caleb McGarry, one of the Atlanta Falcons core offensive line members signing with another one. Uh, Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom agreeing to stay in Atlanta. McGarry on a three-year, $34.5 million deal. Draymond Jones is going from Denver to Seattle on a three-year, $51.53 million deal. Evan Ingram staying in Jacksonville, franchise tagged on a one-year, $11.3 million deal. David Long is going from Tennessee to Miami on a two-year, $11 million deal. Levante David decided to stay in Tampa Bay on a one-year, seven-year, one-year, $7 million deal. TJ Edwards going from Philly to Chicago on a three-year, $19.5 million deal. Cameron Sutton going from Pittsburgh to Detroit on a three-year, $33 million deal. Zach Allen um, replacing Draymond Jones on a three-year, $47.5 million deal, the defensive Tackle or end lineman from Arizona. Jacoby Myers going from New England to, to Las Vegas on a three year, $33 million deal. Jimmy Ward, a great defensive back for San Francisco, going to Houston on a two year, $13 million deal. Dalvin Tomlinson going from Minnesota to Cleveland on a four year, $57 million deal. Obo O'Connor going from Houston to Cleveland on that three-year $19 million deal. Jadavion Clowney was officially released by the Cleveland Browns and has yet to sign a deal on where he's going to play football at next year. Jimmy Handsome Garoppolo uh, going from San Fran to Las Vegas on a three-year $67.5 million deal. Uh, Potential guy that I wanted Carolina to target, Bobby Okariki, going from Indy to New York on a four-year $40 million deal. Jonathan Jones is going to stay in New England on a two-year $20 million deal. Nate Davis getting some help. Uh, protecting, <clears throat> sorry, protecting uh, Justin Fields on a three-year, $30 million deal. Aziz Al-Shair, Aziz Al-Shair, yeah, I thought it was, I just thought it, it took longer to pronounce, um, is going from San Fran to Tennessee on a one-year, $6 million deal. Tony Pollard is staying in Dallas on a one-year, $10.1 million franchise tag. Dalton Schultz and Rocky Sin have yet to decide where they're going to play football at next year. Uh, Von Bell is safety out of Cincinnati, is heading to Carolina on a deal that is yet to be announced, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. You know, we didn't get the Cincinnati safety that I wanted, but we did get a Cincinnati Cincinnati safety, and I think he's a, he's a damn good safety. So uh, Byron Murphy going from Arizona to Minnesota on a two-year, $22 million deal. Ben Powers going from Baltimore to, to Denver on a four-year, $52 million deal. Denver's been busy, man. Uh, Pat Pete on a two-year, $14 million deal to go from Minnesota to Pittsburgh. Arden Key on a 
three-year, $21 million deal, defensive end OLB, uh, going from Jacksonville to Tennessee. Donovan Wilson is going to stay in Dallas on a three-year, $8 million per year contract. Larry Ogenobi staying in, in Pittsburgh on a three-year, $21.75 million deal. Juan Thornhill, uh, I think he just signed, actually. Um, is going to Cleveland on a three-year, $21 million deal from Kansas City. Jermaine Pratt, the guy who yelled at the Bengals player, I can't remember his name. I, I couldn't even remember it yesterday. I should have looked it up. Um, is go, is staying in Cincinnati on a three-year, $21 million deal, which is interesting because he yelled at the guy. I think it was Jermaine Fetty or somebody Fetty. Um, I could be totally tripping there. BJ Hill, something like that. Um, he yelled at him because it was supposedly Pratt's last year in Cincinnati, which it is a contract year. Um, and he essentially tossed it down the toilet and sent the Kansas City Chiefs to the uh, Super Bowl. So, yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders going from Philadelphia to Carolina on a four-year, $25 million deal. I'll talk about this one a little bit. So, Yesterday, one of my free agent wants was, you know, for Carolina to re-sign Deonta Foreman. And there's some rumblings that they could not be done, you know, and that they could try to bring Deonta back on a friendly deal um, and, and try to really, you know, reunite the whole double trouble 2.0 thing, um, which they thought they had with Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman this year, um, but with doing it with Miles Sanders and Deonta Foreman. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I think that Carolina needs to use that money and spend it somewhere smarter. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about Miles Sanders, honestly. You know, 1,300 rushing yards was the fifth leading rusher in the NFL this year behind a great offense in Philadelphia. And, you know, to have him come to Carolina is, is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, David Montgomery going from Chicago to Detroit on a three-year $18 million deal. Juju Smith-Schuster announcing that he was going to sign from Kansas City to New England on a three-year $33 million deal. A little bit of controversy, Jacoby Myers um, tweeted out that it was a cold word world, and he quote tweeted the uh, tweet announcing that Juju was signing with New England uh, for essentially the same contract that Las Vegas offered him. Um, it leads you to believe that maybe he wanted to stay. And is a little upset that they wanted to pay Juju and not him. Uh, Brandon Graham staying in Philadelphia on a one-year, $6 million deal. Odell Bacon Jr. has yet to assign where he's going to play football at next year. Um, there's no way that I'm giving Odell Bacon 15 to $20 million to play football. There's just no way. And that's what he's asking for. I don't think he's going to get it. Taylor Rapp has not decided where he's playing football at next year. Uh, Alex Singleton staying in Denver on a three-year, $18 million deal. Um, McCall Hardman has yet to announce where he's going to play football, along with Adam Thielen, who is two guys that I, I look for Carolina to target. Um, Leighton Vander Esch is staying in Dallas on a two-year um, $11 million deal. Sean Murphy Bunting has yet to announce where he's going to play football. Mike Gusecki has yet to announce where he's playing football, as, as has Drew Tranquil, Matthew Iadonis, um, and then Garrett Bradbury, the center from Minnesota, staying in Minnesota on a three-year $15.75 million deal. Paris Campbell, who was a Panthers target that I did not want, um, is going from Indy to New York on a one-year $3 million deal. Fletcher Cox is staying in Philly on a one-year $10 million deal. Um, Devin Singletary has yet to announce where he's going to play football along with Darius Slayton. Alan Lazard signing a big deal with <laughs> New York, hoping to reunite with Aaron Rodgers on a four-year, $44 million deal. <clears throat> Sorry about that. 
Um, Hayden Hurst agreeing with Carolina on a three-year deal that the compensation has yet to be announced. Pretty excited about Hayden Hurst coming to Carolina. Marcus Peters has not signed a free agency deal. Alex Anzalone is staying in Detroit on a three-year $18.75 million deal. Jacoby Brisket is going to Washington on a one-year $8 million deal. Um, Justin Houston is yet to announce where he's going to play football. Uh, Kaiser White on a two-year $11 million deal from Philadelphia to Arizona. Um, Kyle Van Noy has yet to announce where he's going to play football at next year. Terrell Edmonds, who is obviously his big brother going from Buffalo to Chicago, could see him team up in Chicago maybe, has yet to announce where he's going to play football at next year. So on top of this, um, Carolina, so and I think I mentioned in there, Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, um, Von Bell were, were some of the guys I mentioned. Uh, Carolina also, de- also signed um, Bradley Bozeman to an extension, or I guess not an extension because he wasn't under contract. Um, But they did re-sign Bradley Bozeman, which is going to help bringing all five linemen back to Carolina, um, which is is good, man. They're going to need that for Miles Sanders and um, everybody else on that offense. Carolina also signing Shy Tuttle to a three-year $19.5 million deal. I'm sorry. Um, to come to Carolina. We already talked about Andy Dalton. So everybody else that we've kind of talked about, you know, as far as Carolina has been signed, you know, there's still a lot of guys who are out there who haven't been signed. You know, I'm checking Twitter right now, seeing if there's any breaking news that I'm missing. Um, And as of right now, I can't see anything. Um, So now that Carolina has, oh, well, it's not a signing, but uh, free agent DJ Chark is visiting with the Carolina Panthers tomorrow. Um, A big loss for Detroit, but uh, he could be reunited with with uh, former Jaguars receiver LaVisca Chenault. So um, I need Carolina to go after some sort of wide receiver. Uh, obviously, losing DJ Moore, that's a that's a big loss, man. So I, I look for them to, to, to go after a wide receiver here. And I don't know if they're going to trade for D-Hop. I don't know if they're going to sign Thielen. They had a meeting with Thielen yesterday. I think they offered him, but he's obviously going to test the market a little bit. Um Yet, yet to sign a wide receiver yet. And as far as this has been the slowest day, you know, for Scott Fitterer, but, um, I do, I do look for Carolina to make that pick. Wow. 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 Um, I have to say this right now, this isn't breaking news or anything, but Josh Edwards, who writes for CBS sports, I was, I was surfing on here about to go over to my mock draft, um, just to prepare for the next segment. And I see this headline, NFL mock draft, quarterbacks taken with top four picks. I was like, huh, why is Will Levis the cover photo? I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, hmm, weird cover photo. First overall pick, the Carolina pa- Panthers select Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky. Huh. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Maybe they just did this to fit his narrative. Um, let me try to read this. So this is what, uh, what was his face? Jordan Davis. Is that his name? Josh Edwards. Well, not even close. He said, Carolina can controls its own fate after moving up from number nine. Overall, the Panthers really like Will Levis cap and he fits into the mold of a Frank Wright quarterback. Maybe not cap. I'm not saying with certainty that he will be the number one overall pick selection. Uh, but I think it would be naive to ignore the possibility in 2018. Everybody thought the Browns were leaning towards Sam Darnold or Josh Allen until they took Baker Mayfield, Josh Edwards. You can, you can, can gladfully suck my toes, bro. Um, I'm not even going to cover your mock draft, but he did have Bryce Young going two. Raiders trading up with Arizona to grab Stroud at three, and Anthony Richardson taking uh, going to the Colts. So 
whatever. Not even going to talk about that. Now I'm going to move into my mock draft because, you know, I got nine minutes before I'm going to close you all off. Eight minutes, actually. Um, so number one, I have Carolina staying at number one and taking C.J. Stroud. And number two, I have Houston obviously going Bryce Young. Number three, I have Will Anderson going to Alabama. Number four, I'm pretty confident about this. I have Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, going to Indianapolis. Number five, I have Jalen Carter out of Georgia going to Seattle. Um, Jalen Carter's pro day was yesterday, and he is receiving a lot of backlash because he came in nine pounds heavier than what he weighed in at the combine and looked really sluggish, and he couldn't figure or couldn't finish his drills due to heavy breathing and cramping. I still think Jalen Carter's a dog. Let's not ignore his film. Um, I have him going five to Seattle there just because it's the way that things work out. Could he go to three to Arizona? Sure. Then I would see Arizona going Will Levis, or not Will Levis, Jesus Christ. Will Anderson at five. Um, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, the defensive end, going to Detroit at six. Will Levis going to seven to Las Vegas. Quentin Johnston going eight to TCU. Number nine, I have the Chicago Bears taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Number 10, I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. At number 11, I have the Tennessee Titans taking Peter Skronsky, uh, the tackle out of Northwestern. And number 12, I have Cleveland not Cleveland, is a pick from Cleveland for Deshaun Watson. I have Kalijah Cansey going to Houston, um, who is the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Number 13, I have Paris Johnson Jr. going tackle out of Ohio State, going to the New York Jets. At number 14, I have Luke Van Ness, edge, uh, the edge rusher out of Iowa, going to the New England Patriots. At number 15, I have the Green Bay Packers selecting Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Shout out Matt Stillman. At number 16, I have Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois, falling to number 16 to the Washington Commanders. And number 17, I have Pittsburgh grabbing a corner in Christian Gonzalez. And number 18, I have three corners in a row. Joey Porter Jr. going to Detroit. Um, at number 19, I have Dalton Kincaid being the first tight end off or the second tight end off the board going to Tampa Bay. Um, out of Utah. At number 20, I have Osiris Torrance um, going to Seattle, the guard out of Florida. At number 21, I have Deontay Banks going to Maryland or going to the Chargers out of Maryland. Number 22, I have Baltimore taking another small, speedy receiver with Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Number 23, I have Brian Brees, the defensive tackle out of Clemson, going to Minnesota, which is crazy that he's like in the league right now. See, I'm sitting here recording a podcast at the D3 College, which I'm extremely grateful for um, because I love doing this. But Brian Brees was like a senior in high school when I was a senior in high school. And he was just, I mean, everybody knew him. He was viral. Um, and now he's getting drafted into the NFL in the first round. Uh, at number 24, I have the speedy Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia, going to uh, Jacksonville, um, staying Southern. At number 25, I have Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC, going to the New York Giants. Number 26, I have Miles Murphy, the edge rusher out of Clemson, going to Dallas. And number 27, I have the cornerback out of Mississippi State, Emmanuel Forbes, going to Buffalo. At number 28, I have the Cincinnati Bengals selecting Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. At number 29, I have the New Orleans Saints selecting Will McDonald IV, um, the edge rusher out of Ohio State. Number 30, I have Josh Downs, the wide receiver out of North Carolina, going to Philly. And then at number 31, I have B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas, going to Kansas City at pick number 31. So that's my mock draft 2.0. Um, you know, I don't know how much wiggle room is going to be on these, at least in the top, top five picks going in, into the near future. Um, could I could be totally wrong. I could absolutely be totally wrong. Um, but that's just how I see things playing out. 
Um, I will say, and now I'm going to talk about the running back position. Um, with B. John Robinson, I, it's interesting. You know, my dad thinks he's going top 10, and he could go nine to Chicago. But I don't know how much value people place on a running back. And we haven't seen a running back get drafted extremely high since the year where Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley went four and eight, I believe is what it was. Or maybe like two and eight, something like that. Um, so I just don't know if I see it happening. And again, on the running back position, it pains me to say this. And and no standpoint am I saying that, that Deonta Foreman is better than Christian McCaffrey. But I valued, you know, Christian McCaffrey very high. I was like, he's the best running back in the league. You don't just trade that. And I agree with that. I still don't think we should have traded him, especially for the compensation we got. And it hurt me seeing the Christian McCaffrey interview where he's like, I thought I was a Panther for life. I didn't want to leave. I love it here. <laughs> Pain. Like, literally, I could cry. <laughs> um, but I do think, you know, all Deonta Foreman did was come in in nine starts or eight starts and rush for 914 yards and like seven touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? So, not to say that Sam Fran didn't get better by having Christian McCaffrey, but it leads you to believe, like, man, what's uh, what's the best you know plan of action here? I just don't know what to do. Um, I, I think that Carolina is going to be good with Miles Sanders at the running back position. I just, yeah, I'm actually really excited for. Um, I'm, I'm tripping. For, I'm tripping. I'm really excited for Miles Sanders to come to. Carolina and just just see how he plays man I was I was not very invested in Miles Sanders coming into this year I didn't even know he's a free agent but I saw what he did in, in Philly this year and granted Philly's got a great O-line and a great offense and it's going to be a little more difficult to do that you know in Carolina just because they're more established they have the best quarterback in the NFC so you know it's not exactly going to be you know the same thing but we've seen how Frank Reich uses his running backs I mean he's a uh, you saw him how much he grew Jonathan Taylor over the years um, but I do think it's something to look at, look after. And, you know, with a young offense that Carolina's going to have, you know, revamped wide receivers right now, Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, Shai Smith, who are guys on roster. It's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. I could see Carolina going all offense on this draft. Uh, do I think they will? No, I think, I still think that they should go after a defensive end. Um, that's another position. I think it's wide receiver and defensive end, maybe linebacker right now where I think Carolina still needs to spend some money in free agency, um, is, you know, maybe go after a guy like Drew Tranquil on a cheap deal. Maybe go after a guy like Yannick Ngakwe, who just played with Frank Reich in Indy, um, on a cheaper deal, uh, but maybe a longer term deal. I mean, he had nine and a half sacks this year and had like 10 the year before. So Yannick Ngakwe, that's a fun name to say, can really, can bars, can really play football. Um, and then if they want to try to, to bring back Deonta Foreman on a cheap deal, I just, I see him wanting to get paid and he deserves to get paid. And I don't want to spend a bunch of money on, on a backup running back or, or to split carries, you know? Um, but maybe he's doing that so they don't have to sit there and, you know, stress too much about the, uh, the wide receiver position. And that could be, um, but I do believe that the wide receiver position <clears throat> in the tight end position, not tight end, in the defensive end position, maybe linebackers are, are some positions that Carolina looks to, you know, make some noise in here. Um, it, it will be exciting. Maybe they don't have to attack the linebacker position because we're going to see Jeremy Chin move back to that Jamal Adams role, um, playing playing more of a, like a like a slot outside linebacker type thing, uh, which I'm really excited about. I think that's Jeremy Chin's like natural build position. Um, so I am really excited about that. But, man, I... I think that's going to close it off for today. I think we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, 
you know, it's it's going to be a lot. So this this episode was more of like a news catch up. It's super, super crazy the first week of free agency. Obviously, as time moves on, free agency is going to go a little slower and whatnot. So I'm going to start doing like breakdowns of teams and what I think that they're going to do. I'm not going to get to every team or maybe I'll do multiple in an episode because I don't have 30 more, 32 more episodes before I go off to back home. Um, but with that being said, I really did have a, a nice time talking to you guys. Um, <clears throat> the episode will be out next week. You know, we don't go on break or anything next week. So there'll be another episode there. Um, hopefully nothing crazy happens tonight. Um, like right after I get done recording and I'm editing because that happened yesterday. And even though I couldn't post it, I still hated it just because I would have missed it anyways. Um, but I do want to invite you guys listening again to follow me once again on TikTok or Twitter under at that six podcast for anybody who really cares or wants to dive deep. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Kyler.Bills. And when a lot of breaking news happens, like when Carolina traded for the first overall pick, I went live on Instagram for about 30 minutes. I, I don't have enough followers to go live on TikTok anymore or right now. So if you want to run that up, you can. Um, still trying to grow that brand. Still post the most on TikTok. Still struggling on Twitter. Um, but I, I just pump a lot of news out on my personal account and the the, uh, the TikTok account. So, um, but yeah, man, that's going to be it for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. It was fantastic talking to you guys. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.